Welcome, dear listeners, to Harmony Beats Balance with me, your hostess with the mostest, Dana Mahina. Today's episode is dedicated to less consumerism and more joy. That's right, less consumerism and more joy. So I have a guest coming up on the show in a couple of weeks. His name is Maurice. He's someone I've known for many, many, many years, and he challenged me, and he challenged me in our coaching session. We were really talking about strategy and his work-life harmony and what he's doing with his business and his whole entire faceted life, and over the years, he's really done a fantastic job of lowering his stress doing more what honors him, his joy, what he's passionate about, even his expertise in terms of his work, and really increasing what works for him and decreasing what does not work for him, even surprising himself at some of the decisions he'd made instead of, you know, wasting time or spending time really in a way that's not honoring of himself. He's really changed his habits, those micro habits that we teach on this show in terms of ways to have more joy, ways to have more well-being, ways to spend more time doing what you love and ways to get rid of the stuff you don't enjoy. And he actually said to me something about consumerism that I hadn't thought about. So today's show is dedicated to that. It's also a little bit of a preview to this guest that will be coming on in a couple of weeks. Stay tuned for his episode coming up with Maurice Fuller. So let's talk about consumerism. And I want to go back in time. Those of us that are old enough or into retro stuff to remember that movie, Back to the Future, let's go back in time. I promised I would not sing on this show. It just happened. It's my show. So I want to talk about myself as an outside in perspective for all of you. I am on the outside of you. Does that make sense? You're nodding. I can feel the nods up and down. Yeah. So as an outside perspective from yourself, Let me set an example that in the past, even in my very early days as someone who was in a career where I thought the way to be accomplished, I believed the way to get recognized. And I felt very strongly in my head, in my heart, and in my gut, that total alignment of being that when I had enough people loving me at work, Somehow that would fill me up with love. Of course, that never really happened. What I never felt, believed, or thought was that a title like a vice president or a certain amount of money, let's say, I don't know, $100,000. I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and let me tell you, we didn't know what that kind of money was. And when I thought about those numbers or those titles, I never felt a charge. So my dear listeners on the quest for more work-life harmony and less balance, which is bullshit. I want you to really allow yourself to think in your head, feel in your heart and believe down in your gut. That's where those emotions come from. Those sentiments, thinking and feeling and believing. I want you to allow yourself to really be 
in wonder around energy. Did it ever energize you? Is it currently energizing you? That title and power and money equals things like joy, love, and harmony. Now, if that has not occurred to you, it has not driven you, it has not energized you, then you're going to relate to what I'm saying. If it does energize you, that's okay, right? That's okay. We're all on our own journey. We're all on our own path. So I want you to not take offense to today's harmonious teaching on the Harmony Beats Balance show here. I don't want you to take offense to this. And I don't want you to tune out or turn off if you're listening on the radio or you're hearing it later on podcast. I don't want you to turn off or turn away from what I'm saying if you can't relate, because there's always two sides to every coin. So we're going to start with the side that comes from my own experience, because it's the easiest thing to teach is where I was, where I am, and where I will be as some guideposts for all of you to help you out. And then I'll play the other side, okay? Because I can always argue for or against just about anything because we're human and no two people are alike, just like a fingerprint, just like a flower, just like a snowflake. So because I wasn't driven by money or title or power, I had a very clear path to finding my purpose especially when it came to work, because I knew, I knew, I felt, I believed, and I knew, I I was thinking it all the time, that in my head and in my heart and in my gut, if I was able to help people, whether it was with employment, whether it was with growth in their own career, whether it was with an issue they were having at home with a loved one, whether it was... uh, someone just literally needing a shoulder to cry on. I knew if I was helping people, I would have purpose. Now, help and helping people comes in 8,000 different flavors, like ice cream. You really can't go wrong as long as you're in the category of helping people, if that's your passion and your purpose. And that is what really energizes someone like myself. So if you're in that sort of way of thinking, feeling, and operating, then fantastic. You are on the right path for yourself. Consumerism tends to not fit with us types of people that love to help others. Buying a bunch of stuff, owning a bunch of stuff, even if we end up doing it, which I cannot say I'm not guilty. Guilty is charged, even though I don't do guilt. You know that by now, listening to this show. What I mean by that is, yes, there are some material things that I like and enjoy. A lot of the time, it's because of convenience. It isn't necessarily because of instant or retail therapy, although, come on, let's face it. I mean, it's not shoes anymore for me, but back in the day, I liked a good pair of shoes. So when I looked at my pattern over the last 30 years in particular of what really drove me, it was helping people. And when I would make purchases or consume things, most of the time, this is like the big idea. I didn't even realize at the time, I realize it now because looking back is so great for objectivity and for seeing where we were and where we are and where we want to go. 
I didn't realize it was convenience that was driving my consumerism. So things like making it easy to make a dinner, like an Instapot. How many of you have an Instapot? I do not have Instapot as a sponsor of these shows. However, if you'd like to sponsor, please let us know at Dana Mahina because it really changed the way I was cooking for my family. It saved time and energy and it was so convenient. It also really helped with cleanup. It wasn't just the cooking process that was sped up and made more easy. It was the cleanup. Now, I know many of you love to cook. And if you're on the islands of Hawaii and you're on Kauai, I want you to know I appreciate your incredible cooking. I had ulu chips and mango salsa yesterday. If you're listening to the show, love you, Rubes. Thank you. It was so delicious. Mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. So I want you to think about what are the consumerism components of your life that actually work for you, not because of status, not because of power, not because of money. And you can buy, I don't know. I certainly don't have a Tesla and, you know, no offense to you, Tesla drivers. I I don't get it. It's too much technology for me. Totally overwhelming, let alone the price. And where would I plug in? Anyway, I'm on a tangent. If you really are someone who loves helping others, whether you're a therapist or a coach or uh, a school teacher or a community leader or a pastor or whatever, you're probably thinking about consumerism in a similar way, that it's a, a means to an end. I will purchase these things because they help me have more time to do what I love, what brings me joy, what keeps me productive, what helps me bring value to others and feel valued in exchange. That is by design, a work-life harmony plan. So if you weren't sure until you just heard it, you heard it here now, if you just weren't sure why, You are someone who really loved helping people or you currently love helping people now. And yet you do find yourself, thanks to Maurice's challenge, dealing with some consumerism. I want you to take a minute and allow the wonder the way I did when Maurice challenged me to come up with the answer as to why. Why do you do it? Why do you buy the things that you buy? Why do you crave to buy the things that you want to buy? Why do you consume the way you consume products, services, whatever it is? There's nothing bad or wrong about consumerism. That was not Maurice's challenge to me. It's figuring out why, why we consume what we do when we do and how we do it. Now, I promised I would play the other side of the fence. So let me flip the coin. All right. I have flipped the coin. I almost dropped it on the floor. (laughs) You would have heard it. I want to talk to those of you that are driven by power and money and title and standing in the community, whatever it is that drives you in that way. So you may feel like your consumerism is about status. And it may come from a place of, I didn't have growing up. 
And I want my children to have way more than I had growing up. So I am driven, 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 driven to provide. And therefore, I also consume. If that's where you're coming from and that's where you're at, that's okay. No judgment here on this show. I take a solemn vow. Hold me accountable, dear listeners. DM me. You're starting to do it. I would love some more DMs. Thank you very much. I do not want to be a slave to social media. And for those of you that follow me regularly, and we do have conversations via you know, Instagram, LinkedIn, and, and Twitter, in particular, Instagram and LinkedIn, I don't answer when I'm sleeping. I do not sleep with my phone. You never have to worry about bothering me. If I have time and energy, I will answer you. And usually within 24 hours, because it's my commitment, I will not answer you if I don't have time or energy, especially in the middle of the night. So no worries there. And I work with people in other countries. And believe me, we create our own rhythm on how to honor our own time and energy. So you do not need to worry about that. Send those messages in. Challenge me debate. Let's talk about what drives your consumerism. Now that you're not in the outside perspective for me, but you're in your own inside perspective about yourself, what is driving you? What is driving your consumerism? And does the consumerism own you where you become the dreaded dun, dun, dun hamster in the wheel? That's a universal term. Every time I say it, no matter who I'm talking to, They know what I mean. And most of us have an image in our minds of a hamster running in its wheel. It looks happy. It's exercising. It's having a good time. Until it gets so fast, it needs a break. Now, imagine that poor hamster on that wheel while also balancing on top of a teeter-totter. It will never be able to stop running. It'll have to fall or roll out of that hamster wheel and take a break and then get back in. So consumerism, regardless of you like it, you don't like it, you want it, you don't want it, you actually, quote unquote, need it or you don't need it because our needs are different based on where we are, where we come from, what we believe, what resources we have access to, uh, how we grew up. It is very individual. If consumerism consumes us, we will end up in the hamster wheel trying to get some kind of a balance and it won't happen, not for more than a moment. So back to work-life integration and therefore harmony, make your choices wisely, dear listeners. Don't do guilt. If you want to buy the shoes and you can afford it and it makes you happy and you can wear them somewhere, great. They're not just going to sit in your closet with the tags on, then buy the shoes. If it makes you feel super stressed out because you overconsumed, you bought three pairs of shoes instead of one and you're stressed out about it, there's choices, people. Donate, resell. There's 8,000 options today that we didn't have 30 years ago when I didn't even know what I was doing or not doing with my consumerism because I didn't have the perspective and the knowledge and the wisdom I have today. I want you to really consider on this week's show, what is it that's driving my consumerism? And is it healthy in what I want and need? 
or is it not? Do I own it or does it own me? And make an adjustment either way in either direction. And that's how we're going to wrap today's show. So you're going to do this. You're going to come up with the answer right now. One thing that you are currently either craving, desiring, or after in terms of consumption. And if it is something material, I want you to go ahead. As long as it's not going to put you in the hamster wheel and overstretch your budget and stress you out or stress your family out or cause you to feel really bad about it. So you hide it. Remember that movie, Crazy Rich Asians? She goes and buys those earrings and hides them way on the top of the bathroom cabinet. If it's like that, don't do it. If it's really reasonable and affordable and realistic and you just simply want it, it's probably not a need because needs are things like food and clothing and shelter and water and love. Those are human needs. And ideally, my wish, I... I, literally wish for everyone to have those things no matter what. And I know that's not true for everyone. And if we can help one another with those things, let's do that before we consume for ourselves. And then if we're doing some consumption for ourselves or our family or our friends or a community member, or even an employee or a coworker or a boss, Make sure that your consumption makes sense for you and that it actually energizes you and brings some real joy. If it does not, cross it off the list. Rethink, refeel, and recreate your belief around that particular item. So that we are not driven by consumerism. It is driven by us. It is basic economics, people, supply and demand. If we wouldn't have so much demand, the supply would dry up. Now, today's show is all about figuring out really what we want. And the spirit that comes along with commerce is a beautiful thing. We need both. When we have spirit without any commerce or commerce without any spirit, we can argue that something may be missing. We need a healthy approach to consuming these particular types of things. And the reason why we're consuming them in order to make healthy choices about what it is we really want in alignment with what our purpose is. Now, in today's episode, you may not have thought about it in this way, so it's new. And so what I urge you and encourage you and ask you to do is to just go away and think about it. Think about it. If you couldn't come up with your one thing right away, that's all right. Re-listen to this episode, share it with friends, talk about it in your family, Use this as a spark, a spark of conversation to have an honest, open, engaging conversation around things that a lot of us don't even talk about. Most of us aren't even willing to talk about these things with ourselves because we're not clear, we're not sure, and ultimately, we're not even willing 
to have this kind of an open dialogue when it comes to something that we tend to do on autopilot in our sleep. And blind consumerism, no matter what your purpose is, is never a good thing. That's what happens when you're hungry at the grocery store. And before you know it, there's a bunch of chips at the end of the counter when you're about to check out and you bought three kinds of chips that you normally wouldn't like, never go to the grocery hungry. So if you really want to have a plan about your purpose, perhaps today's show will help you to do that. And that's my wish for you. And as always, keep those messages coming our way at Dana Mahina, everywhere you find your social media, because we want to talk to you. We want to know what you have to say and what's on your mind. And we'd love to answer your questions on air. And with that, until next time, a hui ho. Yeah.